Hi, and welcome to the River of Life Assembly of God podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our prayer is that today's message will impact your life in a positive way. We believe there is power in the Word of God. So open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. Some love up right now. Hit those hearts. Amen. Wasn't that awesome? If you appreciate that, if you appreciate mom, amen. Come on, if you, if you love mom, you hit that. Give some love there. I got my uh, Facebook on right now. So however you're watching us today, either, either on fa- Facebook or maybe you're in a watch party of someone else's Facebook, uh, live stream on our website or on our YouTube channel, welcome. And it's been said many times, to say one more time, happy Mother's Day to all of our moms. And uh, really miss, this, this is one of the highlights of the year for churches is to have Mother's Day service. Uh, we do a lot of traditions. It's usually a packed out house because mama wants her kids in church and kids come to church for mama. Amen. So hopefully you're watching, you know, same carrying on the same tradition. Uh, but uh, it's awesome to be with you here today. But I got a word that's not just for mamas. It's for all women and all men and for everybody. You can get something out of this word today. But there's many Mother's Day traditions and uh, I got some help again today uh, with some folks up here, so I'm not all by myself. And uh, so, yeah, it's good to have, uh, but I can't wait till we have some more people in the church. Who's going to be the first one in church when we're able to get back? Come on, if that's you, put it in there. I'm going to be first. Come on. Say, I'm going to be first. Tell the person next to you on the couch, hey, you better get up on time that day. I see you in your pajamas today. But it's going to change when it's time to get back in church. Amen. I preached last Sunday a message called Just a Little While Longer. And I believe that's where we are. In fact, in just a few weeks, we look to see that we'll have some sort of um, a clearer picture on how to have gatherings. But we're making it through. How many's making it through? You making it through? Amen. That's the person next to you. Are you making it? Amen. If you're by yourself, then say, I'm making it. Me and the Holy Ghost. Come on. Yes, amen. Um, another um, Mother's Day tradition in the 21st century has been to update your Facebook status. How many have done that? And um, this is just something that we do here, and many people are learning to get on social media today more than ever. In fact, we've had to help some, some folks here in our church, and was talking with one of our awesome seniors, and if she's watching today, hopefully you figured that out, tried to help uh, talk them through on how to watch us on Facebook and, and our website, different ways. And so we're learning how to do this more, and so what we do is we... Um, we change our pictures and our Facebook statuses to, rep, to love on our moms. And, uh, in fact, uh, I have a picture of, uh, of my mom here. So those of you that may not know my mom, I did this yesterday. Here's a picture of my one and only beautiful mother. There she is. Yes, love you, Mom. And there's her three sons. And um, oldest is to her right. Hey, Bo, shout out to my brother if he's watching from Taylor, and, uh, and then me, of course, and then the youngest. There's Pastor Steve. You can also see from that picture that we are a family of faith because we got Lions jerseys on. Come on, somebody. Yes. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. So shout out to my mom, and that's our mom. And, um, and so I'm going to do a little something different today, talking about Facebook sna- uh, um, statuses. I'm we usually up, you know, upload a picture or a photo, even if our mom's not with us, we still will do that because we want to keep the memory alive, amen? We want to, you know, just 
that's just usually a little snapshot of a moment, of a very memorial, uh, memorable moment. And, uh, and so I want to title this, this message today, My Mother's Day Status. Ask the person next to you, did you update your status yet? My Mother's Day status. And what I'm thinking is if we would be able to go back into the Bible. What if they had Facebook back in the Bible times? You know, I could see Elijah's profile pic. You know, what would that look like? You know, uh, started having a little fun with this. It would be kind of cool. But uh, I want let's get right into it. So what if we could go back in the Bible and they had Facebook uh, back then? If they, would, if they would post a status that would represent... Um, a snapshot of their life and something that they stood for, a declarative statement. What would they post? And I begin to think about that uh, in the Bible, some of uh, the women in the Bible, some of the moms. And if they were able to do that, what would it say? And uh, I got a three of them today that I wanted to share with you. And if it relates to you, whether you are a, a man or a woman, a mom or not, I'm sure you can relate to this, and you might want to tag yourself in this statement and put this on, on your social media and interact a little bit with it. But these are, these are awesome statements that I believe that we will uh, see. The first one is a, is a woman named Jochebed, Jochebed, however you pronounce her name. I'm, I'm sure that you don't really recognize this woman's name by the name. She's only mentioned twice in the Bible, Jochebed. But what she did is she chose to do it God's way, and she, wrote, she raised a, a son who would go on to change the world. She is Moses' mother. And if you would go back and read her story in Exodus 2, you would find, I believe, her, her Facebook status would be something like this. I'm going to do it God's way. Come on, somebody say that. I'm going to do it God's way. I'm going to do it God's way. Tell the person next to you, you're going to do it your way. I'm going to do it God's way. That needs to be a statement for all of us. But this particular woman, in, in her day and age, uh, Pharaoh had all of the firstborn sons. She, he was looking for them, and they, they were supposed to hand over their firstborn sons to Pharaoh into Egypt. And into the machine, into the monster, into the system of Egypt. And it was actually killing the firstborn males. But Jacobed, she did something different. She chose, instead of giving up her precious son into the system of Egypt, the Bible says she looked at Moses and saw that he was beautiful and saw that he had a calling on his life and that he was different. Come on, moms have that ability to just see that, amen, to just know. Uh, moms have that ability to see things in, our, in kids than what other people miss. And she said, this son is going to be a life changer. He is going to change the world. And so she made a, a little basket. Instead of giving him up to Pharaoh, she did it God's way. And she made a little, a little basket of faith. This woman, she had, a, she had a choice to do this. And I want you to see this. Every woman has a choice to do life God's way. In fact, we all do. Or do it man's way. 
Every woman needs to know this. Proverbs 14 says it like this. Every wise woman builds her house, but a foolish one tears it down with her hands. That's a powerful Powerful scripture. Every wise woman builds her house, but a foolish one will tear it down with her house with her own hands. In other words, every woman in her has life and death working in her, and it's up to her of which one she chooses to empower. That's what that scripture says. Now, the Bible says that we have life and death in our tongue, and I would say that is more for fathers and dads on that scripture because dads have the ability to affirm our children, right? I mean, Jesus didn't even begin his ministry until his father affirmed him when he was getting baptized in in the River Jordan. He didn't even begin his ministry until what? Until his father uh, said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. That's that affirmation. That's that power of life and death that's working in our tongues. We're either, we either tear our children down with the comments we make, and you ain't going to do nothing, you ain't going to be nothing, you're going to be this, or we can build them up. Amen? How many choose life? Come on, if you choose life, drop that down in the comments today. Or if you're watching by our website, just say, I choose life. But this woman chose to raise her son God's way. And what she did is she just simply did a simple little thing by making a weaved a basket of faith. She weaved a little basket of faith. How do you know what's a basket of faith? Because she made this little basket, put Moses in the basket in Exodus chapter 2, and she released him into the Nile River where there were crocodiles and alligators. I mean, that's, you never know these days when we release our kids back to schools. You know, there's that kind of, that same analogy sometimes. You never know what's going to happen in schools, right? And so, by the way, everyone's getting a taste of homeschooling. Come on, somebody. How you like it now? I, I think when schools open up, you ain't going to have no problem getting to the school. <laughs> you know, that's the, um, a meme there that the uh, van pulled up and opened the door and threw their kids out. That was hilarious. How many's going to do that? Amen. But it's almost like releasing them to school. It's kind of like what Moses' mom did here. She didn't know what, she, but she did it by faith. She released her son, and she let him go down the river re, saying, God, I'm going to trust you with my son. And there comes a time that every one of us as parents have got to release our children. Come on. we got, we got to let them go. But that'll preach all day long. There's so many messages in that. But here's the one thing I wanted to bring out of this before we move on is that little that little basket that she made, that she weaved together, was made up of little things. And let me just tell you, Mom and Dad, how we raise our kids and how we do, do, do life God's way, it's by simply doing the little things. It's not always big things. It's little, that little basket was made up of little things. It's the little things that impact our kids the most. It's our little things, like, like the video said that one of the moms goes to the sporting events and um, I love that Tasha Estemeyer was one of the winners because this is also Foster Care Awareness Month for the month of May. A lot of things we celebrate this month. And usually as a church, we take a, a Sunday and dedicate and raise awareness to that. And she and Nick have been foster uh, parents for many times and adopted now. And it's just a wonderful story. But I love uh, what little Maddie or Wyatt said that they're able to go to the games and cheer them on. And many of you parents are like that. You cheer your kids on. And I want to encourage you. That's awesome. That's little things like that. that that's practical. You need to do the little practical things. But watch this. You also need to do the little spiritual things. Listen, your kids need to catch you reading your Bible, Mom. They need to catch you reading your Bible, Dad. 
Just little things. Not at church, but I'm telling you, those little things make a difference. They impact our children, and they shape our children's faith. Hear me today. And this, is, this first status is for all moms who are new moms and all even women who don't have children yet. You need to still make this your status. You still need to make this your declarative statement that you're going to do it God's way. When the time comes and he blesses you with a family and he blesses you with children, you're going to have a choice to make. You're going to do it your way, man's way, or you're going to do it God's way. So that's what this first status is. And if you read Moses' life, he went on to, to lead Israel out of Egypt by using a little thing. His staff. I mean, these, these uh, little things that we do as parents, they just have a way to transcend and, or translate right into the lives of our kids. Good and bad. Come on, somebody. And here, Jochebed, this woman whose name is only mentioned twice, she said, I'm not going to raise my kid the way Everyone else is doing it in Egypt. I'm not just going to hand my child over into the system and into the worldly system, which ended up destroying them, but I'm going to do it God's way. And I'm going to do it by doing the practical things and the spiritual things. That's that balance that you need in life. Amen? It's the little things. Then as we move on, there's another status that I think we would hear often in Scripture and this was by several women. And another status, it would be like this. God's not done with me yet. Come on, how many moms is going to say that? God's not done with me yet. Come on, tell the person next to you. God's not done with me yet. God's not done with me yet. You're still in process. This, is a, this was by several women in the Bible. Several moms and moms-to-be said this in their life in one way or another. Let me just give you four of them real quick. Tamar, Ruth, Rahab, and Bathsheba. These are four women who, would, if we, they had a Facebook today, I'm telling you, that would be their Mother's Day status. If, if someone would say to these women, how did you end up uh, turning your life around? That's what they did. They showed us how you can turn your life around, that it's never too late to turn your life around because they all started off the wrong way. But it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Come on, I'm trying to help some moms today that maybe you relate to these four women. And if you ask these four women, how did you turn it around or, or what got you through, they would say this, because I had it in my mind that God's not done with me yet. Man, I miss the amens today. I miss the amens today. Come on. Send, send some, if you're on Facebook, send some hearts up. Let me at least see that. I can see some hearts there on Facebook if you're responding that way. Come on, send some love up today. If you, if you believe that God's not done with me yet, amen. Yeah, there they go. There they go. These are women that taught us and taught us men that it's never too late to make a comeback. It's never too late to make a com comeback. In fact, I want to leave you, I love what Scripture says in Luke 18. It says, the things that are impossible with man are possible with God. That Scripture is repeated throughout the Bible, and it's worded in many different ways. But I love it the way Luke said, the things that are impossible with man are possible with God. Tamar, you'll read her in Genesis 38. You can write that down and go back and read her story. She was involved in scandal. She was scandalous. She got her a son, but it was in a scandalous way. She did a horrific sin. 
But where there's a scandalous sin, there's scandalous grace, actually. Because what this woman did, you'll be surprised. I picked off four of these women because these four women are, are so unique. All four of these women showed up in the lineage of Jesus Christ. And many were shocked to see how Tamar in Genesis 38 ended up there. How about Rahab the harlot? That's her name in Scripture, Rahab the harlot. How would you like that as your profile pic? Seriously, we don't even know her last name. She was known as Rahab the harlot. That's what she's called in Scripture. She was a harlot. She sold herself. She was, that's what she did. And the Bible says that she had that little red scarlet cord that hung out of her house that represented Jesus Christ. Here's a woman who, who started off making terrible choices. She was a prostitute. But she had an encounter with some men of God. Some men of God came into her life, and thank God they didn't just judge her and say, man, you've done messed up. You never are going to be good. You never can be anything. You, you're a harlot. You're a prostitute. You can never turn your life around. No, no, these men didn't do that. These men said, hey, you know what? Our God is so big, and our God is so great. If you would just hang this red scarlet cord out of your window, that's going to let everybody know that, yeah, you used to be a harlot, but now you want Jesus in your family. You want Jesus in your home. You want Jesus. Jesus in your house, and you and your whole household's gonna be saved. Amen. Oh, come on, send some love up there. Amen. If you're on our YouTube channel, come on, make put some. Have you learned to do the emojis yet? Some of you even learned how to do emojis. Come on, put those clap, put those hands together. And if you're watching on our website, just clap. Come on, give it up for Jesus today. It's never too late to make a comeback. Amen. Bathsheba, she's a woman that was in an adulterous. Uh, relationship with King David, but she was able to turn her life around, and she had a son named Solomon who went on to build the temple of God, and again, she is in the lineage of Jesus Christ. But the one woman that I love to preach on every Mother's Day, i got to just say this, and then we'll move on. We'll start to close, maybe. I don't know what your plans are for Mother's Day today. It's a little bit different. Probably a lot of porch drops and and flat, whatever you virtual and FaceTiming, and hopefully you do that today. But Ruth is one that stood out to me. She was that woman who was a Moabite. She was born an enemy of Israel. So a lot of these other women that I mentioned made bad choices. But what about if you're born into a situation where you statistically and ethnicity has, is against you, and you are, you are all confused in what you're supposed to be doing and who you are. Your identity is, is not what everybody else is. You're, you're, this was Ruth. She was living among a people where she stood out all of her life. You talk about the black sheep of the family, as we say. She was definitely one of them. She was a Moabitess. They were, they were the enemy of the Jewish people. They were not only Gentiles, but they had an ugly history. But here she was, and she made that famous statement. You read it in the book of Ruth. She's got a whole book of the Bible dedicated to her story. You talk about a comeback. She lost her husband. She lost everything, and she hung on to a woman. You know, God will always bring somebody into your life that will show you the way to do it God's way. Some of you are watching right now, and this is God bringing like a spirit of Naomi, if you will, into your house and showing you if you would grab a hold of the word, if you'd grab a hold of what God wants to do in, you, in this quarantine, in this crazy pandemic of 2020. 
This could be a moment that you turn it around. Listen, that changes the trajectory of your entire family for generations to come. Man, that's what Ruth did. She hung on. She recognized that opportunity. Come on, you got to recognize the opportunity. This ain't a, a church religious thing that, that we're doing here. We're, we're, yeah, we're in the category of religion. I understand that. But it's, Jesus is more than a religion. He is not a religion, actually. He never came to start a religion. I'm not a religious person. I'm just somebody who decided to do it God's way. And at 25 years old, I needed to make a comeback and thank God for men and women. I know we're preaching a lot about women today, but it's for men as well. God was able to make a comeback, me and this woman right here. Amen. And Ruth got a hold of Naomi, and she said that famous line in Ruth. And she says, where you go, I'm going to go. Where you live, I'm going to live. Your people are going to become my people. And where you die, I'm going to die. And watch this. And your God will be my God. Come on. Your God will be my God. Come on. You need to put that down in the comments today. Your God is going to be my God. If you're watching by internet, however you're watching today, you need to make that statement today. That your God, Pastor Eddie, I want him to be my God. The God that you serve, I want it to be. It's that easy. It's that easy. And he's going to turn your life around. And Ruth went in to back to the city, and she was still a Moabite on the outside, but on the inside, she was a daughter of the king. Oh, that a preach. And you know what? Because she stuck with it. When the quarantine lifted, she stuck with it. When the quarantine lifted, she stuck with it. Come on, somebody needs to, to say that. When the quarantine lifts, I'm going to stick with it. When the quarantine lifts, I'm going to stick with it. Come on, I'm preaching on Mother's Day today. And, just, and because she did that, the Lord brought her and she met her Boaz. Boaz was the, the good-looking, handsome man that said, who, who is this? And I love that story. She was poor and she didn't, her and Naomi didn't have a lot, so they would have to just come into to the fields and the corners were of the fields that they had harvested. They left the corners for the poor people, and they would, the poor people would come and glean. And, and that was her. Ruth was out there gleaning. She was staying faithful. And Ruth, uh, his, uh, she caught the attention of Boaz, and he said, who's this? And they got married, and they had a son who went on to have another son, who went on to have another son, and that son was Jesse who had another son, King David. And all four of them, if you chase them, trace them down through the lineage and through history, are in the lineage of Jesus Christ because no one is too far to make a comeback. Come on, moms. I don't know what your story is. I don't know what past that you have. Listen, your memories can't be more valuable than your vision. Your memories can't be more valuable than your vision. Everyone has got memories, and everyone's got to get a vision. And I talked about this a few Wednesday nights on Facebook Live. you got to have a vision. you got to see yourself coming out of the quarantine. Come on, yeah, look down at them jogging pants and say, I'm going to see myself back in a suit again. I'm going to see my, some of you are saying, I, gotta, I might get a bigger size, but I'm going to be back in my suit. Quarantine 15, did the quarantine 15 get you? Come on. Devil is a lie. But you got to have a vision. 
And for me, I'm looking at these empty chairs right now, River of Life, and I know you're with us. I can see you guys with us. By faith, you're with us, but I see empty chairs. We got our production team and our media guys. And before service, I went up and I asked them, I said, you got, are you ready on the keys? That means a totally different thing today in 2020. Usually when you're ready on your keys, you're ready on this. I'm going to sing a special right now and, uh, on Mother's Day and watch our numbers go down to 10. <laughs> but I said, I said, are you guys ready on the keys? And they're there and they're commenting with you. And I look around. But I can envision seeing all of you back. And I'm going to go back and read the comments because I want to see who said they're going to be here first. And hopefully in a few weeks we'll start having church again in this place. And we're going to come out of that. you got to have a vision of coming out of this. All things are possible. Okay, I'm going to start closing now. In the last Mother's Day status, I think, and this one is probably one of the most powerful ones, and I know this relates to a lot of people right now who may be in a season of loss on this Mother's Day. There's a woman in the Bible. That's why I love the Bible. It's got someone for everyone. I don't care if you're an atheist. I don't care if you're an agnostic. I don't care if you don't even know what you are. You may be political. You may have, you may, I don't know where you are in your belief system of understanding about a God. But I'm telling you, God is real and the Bible is true. We are living in days right now that ought to wake some of us up and see that the Bible talks about plagues and, and all of these things coming upon the earth. And, and, and like I preached a few weeks ago, that I don't believe this, is the, this isn't the tribulation. But for anything, it, it should be a wake-up call for us to see that, you know what, as powerful as we think we are, we're not calling the shots. We can come to a halt by a virus. Think about that. This still blows my mind, doesn't it? It still blows my mind to be sitting in this beautiful building, a $200,000 renovation, and it's been reduced to a stage in a plastic stand with a cameras on it. Never saw this coming. But you know what? We're called to arise and shine. Come on, somebody. We're going to arise and shine. I don't care how we're going to have church. We're going to preach the gospel. We're going to have church. We're going to preach. We're going to worship. We're going to pray. We're going to let our light shine. We're going to go into the homes. And this has even worked out better because many of you that are watching us now would have never watched this. Never been here hearing the gospel. But God wants you to hear that he wants you to do life his way. He wants you to hear that it's never too late to make a comeback. And that God's not done with you yet. And this last one is this status right here. That I'm going to fight for what's left. I'm going to fight for what's left. This may be you today. Mom or anyone. And you're in a season of loss. This is a woman named Rizba. Rizba, another name that's not real common. She's in 2 Samuel 21. And she had two sons who were executed. They were executed for a crime, the Gibeonites came in and they ended up being hanged. And the Bible says that they were refused any kind of burial. There was no closure for the family. And this mama lost both of her sons. And they were left to be just there when their bodies. And But this mom in the Bible there in 2 Samuel 21, the Bible says that she made a campsite. And she camped out and she fought off the animals and the buzzards from getting to her bodies of her loved ones, her sons. And she did that, listen, for three months. 
It's an amazing story. For three months, everything that she had was taken from her, but she fought for what she had left. All she had was memories, and and she fought for that for three months. And the news reached the king, King David. And King David heard of what Rizpah had done, and he said, I want you to go tell that mom and get and collect her two sons, and we're going to bring them up and give them not only a burial, but we're going to let them have a king's burial. They're going to be buried with the kings. And I'm telling you, God's looking for people today that says, I may not have much left, but I'm going to fight off. I'm going to fight for what I have left. I'm going to fight for what I got left in Jesus' name. Come on, if that's you, I'm going to fight for what's left. You may, you may have a, a marriage that has just been just devastated. And you feel like your life is over. I'm telling you, you fight for what you have left. You have children. I I, I don't care. Maybe your children are grown and you're like, Pastor Eddie, I can't relate to most of those things you said about raising kids because my kids are gone. I messed up. I didn't raise them the way that Moses' mom raised them. But I'm telling you, fight for what's left. You can still step into their life and now turn it around and they can watch you turn your life around right now. Not become a religious person, but a person in a relationship with Jesus. Make a difference to your grandkids. I don't care if your home has been devastated and it's been just knocked down and all you have is one wall left, symbolically. Don't let the bulldozer come and pile that one down either. God's looking for someone that'll stand up. Maybe you lost some things in COVID-19, a business or something. you got to have something. I'm telling you, fight for something. Make that your status. I'm going to fight for what's left. Um, maybe it's just a vision. All you have is a vision. I'm going to fight for the vision that my kids are going to serve God. I'm going to fight for what's left. Hallelujah. Fight for what's left. Be a fighter. I'm going to fight for what's left. I won't tell somebody that. I'm going to fight for what's left. Some of you might be moving tears right now. I know the Holy Spirit. I just feel the presence of God right now. I know ministering to several of you right now. You're in a season of loss. There's another man. I could preach this all day because there are several in the Bible that experience loss. Mary, the mother of Jesus. On and on and on. Gideon, and the Bible told Gideon to go in the little strength you have left. Go in the strength that you have left. You may not have much this Mother's Day, but if you put little in the hands of God, he makes it much. He went and he said, I'm going to give that woman and her sons a burial to be buried with Saul and Jonathan. They were given a king's burial, all because this woman for three months fought for three months. That's about as long as our quarantine will be for three months at the end of May. Another analogy of three months, another example. Fight for what's left. Some of you are fighting every week. God's going to see us through. Amen. He's going to see us through. This is usually the time when we close the service. We have altar calls and an opportunity for people to come up and get prayer. And I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to pray. And Mother's Day, I always like to pray for maybe women that are not mothers yet but want to have children. Or maybe you're a mom and you want to have more children. But I like to pray on Mother's Day that God would bless you with children if that's your heart's desire.
And I have heard testimonies of this happening where they got pregnant and God blessed them with a child. I also want to pray for moms who's got children that are not serving God. They're not walking with God. I want to pray that they come home. Many are coming back to God during this season. The gospel is going right into homes. And they're sitting there in their living room. and They're open up, opening up to the gospel, and he's saving them, and they're coming home. And thirdly, if you're watching a man or a woman, child, teenager, senior citizen, no matter who you are, and you need Jesus in your life, you're gonna, you need to make a change and say, I'm going to start doing it God's way. Oh, well, that's what we're going to do right now. So first, for moms out there, for women out there, maybe you're single and you're like Ruth and you need a Boaz to come into your life. You need a man of God to come into your life. I'm telling you, look at Ruth. Follow what she did. Study her. I'm telling you, that's how God, God will do it. God will bring. If you do it God's way, I just pray that right now, Father, for the women out there and the wannabe moms who are wanting a child of their own, I pray, God, that you would bless them in this season, in this crazy season we're in as America and as a world. Father, your will is still to be done. And I pray, God, that you, you, can, you can do anything, even during we're separated by social distancing and all these things, God, but you can bring people together even right now. And I pray that in Jesus' name. On this Mother's Day, Lord, that you would bless the women, Lord, according to your will, Lord, that they would be able to have children. Maybe there's moms watching who has one or two children and want more. Lord, I pray, according to your will, let it be done in the name of Jesus, Father. I pray for these mothers, Lord, and these mothers-to-be, Lord, that your will be done, Lord, right now. Just receive that. Just receive that right now in Jesus' name. That's all you got to do. Just receive that by faith in Jesus' name. Secondly, you're a parent, mom or dad, and you got children that are not walking with God. I want you to pray for them right now. They may be sitting right in your living room with you, coming over because it's Mother's Day or however, or you're going to see them later today through FaceTime. You're going to tell them, I prayed for you today. In Jesus' name, God, let them come home. Bring the prodigals back home. And, Father, whether or not mom or dad served you, they're serving you now. And I pray, God, that you would use them and draw the children to you, God, to our living relationship with you, almighty God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And thirdly, if you're watching and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can receive him on this Mother's Day. You know, moms represent birth, right? They gave birth to us. Jesus said, everyone must be born again. John chapter 3. What does that mean? The guy asked Jesus, said, well, I go back into my mother's womb. I'm an adult. I mean, he didn't even know. It's a good question. Jesus said, no, 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 no. That's a physical birth. I'm talking about a spiritual birth. He said, you see the wind, how you can't tell which way it blows? That's how the Spirit of God moves. You don't understand the things of the Spirit. I don't know how God created the heavens and the earth, but he did. I don't know how I can go from living my life bound with drugs and alcohol and, and just wild and in my mind and just going 100 miles an hour the wrong way, making all the money I can make and just consumed with here and now. I don't know how I can go in that direction and in a moment of time, in November 5th, 1997, turn around and begin to go in this direction. And now I'm coming to you right now in Southeast Michigan and going all over the United States and all over the place preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't understand how that all happened. But it began with me surrendering my life to Jesus Christ. And that could be for you right now. Just say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of all my sin. Come into my life. Come into my life. 
change me. Make me new. I surrender to you on this Mother's Day 2020. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's all the time we have right now. I pray you have a blessed Mother's Day or whatever day you're watching us, that God would just bless you and be with you. And I hope to look for you again next Sunday or catch us on our midweek at home on Facebook on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. God bless you. We love you. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for listening. We trust that God has spoken to you through today's message. If you would like to know more about our church or if you would like to help support the ministry, please go to www.rol-ag.org. River of Life Assembly of God, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people.